Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Come on, it's time for the work, but I just need to make sure you're excited about not just you, but you're excited about lives being transformed. So Father, tonight we honor you and we bless you, Father. We thank you for the word that we're about to receive. We tell you two things, sir. We tell you that we are open and we are ready. We tell you, Lord, that we are open and we are ready. Everybody open your mouth say, I'm open and I'm ready. Say it again. Say, I'm open. Jesus name can I hear your worship right there for five seconds go five four three come on I need to hear a sound in this building two I'm gonna stay on two for just a minute right there I need to hear a sound in this building I gotta hear a sound in this building I need to hear a sound on Facebook a sound on YouTube a sound on Twitch a sound in the app. Come on, Atlanta. I need to hear you right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, there's a faith confession we make. Can I get you, if you got a, if you got an old school Bible, lift your old school Bible. If you don't have that, lift up your mobile phone. If you don't have a phone, lift your hand. You have a hand, lift your knee. Put something in the air and put it up there like you do care. Why? Because what's ahead of you? is way better than what's behind you. Oh my God. If you can just get a glimpse of what you're about to walk into. You're about to be glad you didn't quit. You're about to be glad you didn't give up. You're about to be glad you didn't throw in the town. You're about to be glad you didn't let those crazy people talk you out of your assignment. Let's make the faith confession together. It's on the screen. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Lord, we've prayed. Lord, we've worshiped. Lord, we've talked about vision. So now, the rest of this is your night. 
The rest of this is your night to let your fire fall with us tonight. I pray that every single person in this building and every single person online, they get the touch that they need. I pray that whatever they need to receive, they get it tonight, God. I come against anything that would uh, impede the word of God. Father, we take authority over this atmosphere right now. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray heaviness would be lifted. Father, I pray that confusion would be lifted. I pray, God, that a lack of a sense of direction would be lifted. God, I pray that anything the enemy would use to distract us now, that it would be lifted. And Father, we are focused. God, we are focused. God, we are focused. God, we are focused. God, we are focused. We lock in for these next few moments, God, because you're about to give us direction. You're about to answer every prayer. I pray, God, that everything we've laid before you, before tonight, God, I pray that you would answer us. Let the word come forth with such authority and power that people would think something crazy has happened tonight. That people would think something weird has happened tonight. Let people feel like you've had cameras in the house. Let people feel like you've had cameras on their job. Let people feel like you've had cameras in their private areas of life. God, speak with such specificity. God, speak with such authority tonight in the name of Jesus and for that we will give you glory in Jesus name I need one more praise out of you when I count to three but this one I need you to make sure you ain't worried about your neighbor listen why do you have us praise so much why because your praise creates an atmosphere the Bible says your praise is a weapon and for some of you watch me you gotta get it out tonight because your May is your takeoff month so when I count to three I need you to release a shout that shakes the building one two three go right there Come on, right there, right there. It's my weapon, it's my weapon, it's my weapon, it's my weapon, it's my weapon. Don't worry about your neighbor. Your praise isn't for your neighbor. Your praise is for your God. Don't worry about who's next to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Fist bump two or three people and say your sequel has been scheduled. Your sequel has been scheduled. Your sequel has been scheduled. You can be seated. I want to jump into this word tonight. I'm not even going to sit. Let me just stand. You can be seated. This is our second interest service in the city of Atlanta. And two is the biblical number of witness. Sometimes God needs to show you something. Sometimes God needs to make sure that you know that he is with you. He is with you in the on the mountain. He's with you in the valley. He is with you when you feel good. He's with you when you don't. Watch me. He's with you when you're winning and he's even with you when you feel like you're not winning. He is with you when you feel like you're on top of the world he's with you when you feel like not even waking up I want to know if there's some real people on campus or online tonight where you are just grateful watch me that no matter where you're at no matter what you've gone through he's been with you he's never left you he's never forsaken you and here's what I love about it even though all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory here's what I love is he kept coming back to get you wait a minute I need to make sure there's some people in here and some people online that are grateful that he kept coming back to get you, which means even when you drifted, even when you went your own way, even when you did your own thing, he never left you. Open your mouth and shout, he never left me. He, he is with you too, the biblical number of witness, which means you'll always witness him with you. For what will eventually launch and become Harvest Church Atlanta. Hear me, God has ordered your steps here tonight. Say my steps have been ordered. My 
Whether you're on campus or you are online, your steps have been ordered here tonight. How do you know that? Psalm 37, 23, it's on the screen behind me. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Watch me. Even the steps that do not make sense to you. Can I have a conversation with some real people tonight? Well, there's some things you do in life that while you're doing it, you feel dumb. While you're doing it, you feel like this is, doesn't make any sense. While you're doing it, you sometimes even feel like a failure, but you recognize that your steps were ordered and your steps were directed. Because sometimes God's got to take you a certain way in order to get you to something that you need to see. And you thought you were going for one thing, but you were really going for something else. You thought it was going to be A, but God really was getting you to B. You thought God was getting you over here and he was really trying to get you over there. Everything that you have been through in your life, say my steps have been ordered. My step... Uh-uh, I need you to say it with authority. Say my steps have been ordered. Uh, there's some relationships that even when you look back on them, you're like, why in the world did I ever mess with that ninja in the first place? Why? Your steps were ordered. There's some people you were friends with that when you look at it, you're like, why in the world would we ever be friends? There was nothing about her, nothing about him. It even made sense for us to be friends, but my steps have been ordered. God directs your steps. Say my steps are directed. Even the steps that do not make sense to you, the Bible says they've been directed. He says he directs the steps of the godly. Look at the screen, Romans 5, 9. Romans 5, 9 says that he has made you and us righteous, which means this. There is nothing you and I could ever do to ever be righteous. So that's the entire reason why Jesus came. Jesus came and he lived the life that you and I were supposed to live. He lived a perfect, sinless life, gone on the cross and died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly, which means, watch me, you may not do everything right. That's why he did it because uh -uh. some of you are watch me you will let religious people talk you into thinking that because you got this or you got that or you got this or you got that or you're dealing with this or you're dealing with that that God does not love you and he cannot use you can I tell you something he knew what he was getting when he picked you before he picked you which means he knew you didn't have it all together he knew you were going to make some mistakes he knew you were going to make some accidents he knew some crazy things were going to happen he knew that you were going to take some missteps but that's why he says I've directed your steps so that even when you have a misstep I'll get you back on the path I'll get you back the way you need to be because he's invested too much in you what did he invest? he died so that you could have life and life more abundantly can I tell you something Atlanta? he's not going to lose on his investment I need you to elbow somebody next to you say he's not going to lose on his investment he He's put too much into you. He's invested too much into you to lose on his investment in you. So Romans 5, 9 says that he has made us to be righteous, which means when he sees you, he sees righteous. When he sees you, you are in right standing with him. And here's what I love about that. It says he delights in every detail of your life. Shut your mouth. God says he's into you like that. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. I don't even like the way you talk back to me right there. Mm -mm. Say, say he's into me like that. He... He's into the details of you. The Bible says things like this, that the hairs on your hair, watch me, aren't counted, but they're numbered, which means God knew when hair number 1,522,713 came up out of your head. He's into you like that. The Bible says that he has numbered your days. He's into you like that. The Bible makes it very clear that God is into the details of your life. So even things that did not make sense to you, they make perfect sense to God. He has ordered your steps and he has directed your steps to be here in this building or online tonight. Say my steps have been ordered. Now, in February, uh, on February 18th, in our first interest service, I quoted Luke 12 and 49 that says this, I have come to ignite a fire on the earth. Now, here's what I need you to understand about fire. Fire does not let anything that it touches remain the same. 
Watch me. And sometimes as you're going through life, things can seem mundane. They can seem routine. Is it, Can I get some witnesses in the building online? You just go on through the motions. Watch me. We call this Friday night fire because there's, there's something that God wants to do for you tonight. Watch me. He does not want you to leave this building or log off of online the same way that you came in here. Watch me. You're about to have an encounter with God over these next few moments that are not going to let you go the same way that you came in here. Uh-uh, I, I, I need the faith to be lifted in this room. I said, you're about to have an encounter with God that's not going to let you lead the same way. And you know what I sense right there? I sense some doubt. Why? Because some of y'all, you grew up in church, you've been in church, you know church. Baby, we didn't come just to have church. You Watch me. We came to experience the fire that transforms us tonight. The fire that gives us a sense of hope again. The fire that gives us our passion back. The fire that makes us forgive. The fire that makes us realize that what's to come is better than what's been. I need you to touch somebody's shoulder next to you and just tell them fire tell them fire wrong one I need you when you say that to somebody they don't just say the word but they put a praise behind it you're gonna learn after a while touch somebody else on the shoulder and say fire and then put a praise behind that put it ain't gonna lead the same you ain't gonna be mad at your daddy when you leave you ain't gonna be mad at your mama when you leave you ain't gonna be mad at who you were mad at when you leave you're not gonna look at your life the same way that you looked at it when you came in here you will not leave the same way a fire for what one for harvest number two for this reason the 60 percent of this reason that are unchurched or dechurched that um, that number was amazing to me because as a person who is in church i love god's church i love i love ministry i love people i love the things that i'm called to do but i looked at that number i said you got to be joking 60 percent that's crazy not in the bible belt like, this is crazy. This, 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 this is crazy. But you know what I've discovered? I've discovered that sometimes when there's, there's an abundance of information, there's a scarcity of attention. I've discovered that sometimes when there's a lot of a thing, it can make you not appreciate a thing. I discovered that sometimes when there's a lot of a thing, watch me, you can think, well, I know that. I know that. I've been there. I've done that. And can I be honest with you? I've met, I've met, I've met, I've met people who have said, Bishop, I love God, but I had some experience with some of his people. Can we have a conversation for a moment? I've had some experiences with some of his people that have just got me salty. And can I be honest with you? Watch me. You've had bad experience at hospitals, but you don't stop going when you, when you need. You've had bad experiences at fast food restaurants, but I saw you at the Chick-fil-A before you got here tonight. You have had bad experience at restaurants, but I sure saw you up in there eating. You have had bad experiences on jobs, but watch me, but, but, but you managed to find another. Do not judge all based on your experience with one. Don't judge every preacher, because some of y'all looking at me right now, I ain't touching my neighbor. I need to figure out who this man is first. I'm not him. I'm not him. You judge all church experiences. You judge all things based on that. There is a fire that needs to come into this region because Atlanta is that city. It's the city that sets the tone for music. It's the city that sets the tone for arts and entertainment, for business, for education, for family. It sets the tone. And watch me. And there has to be. Somebody said there has to be. There has to be something that brings a move of God. And this is not to discount all of the wonderful work that's happening. But guess what? But there's still work that needs to be done. Can I help some of y'all watch me? I, I know the business industry that you're in, it may be saturated, but guess what? But you're not doing it, which means there's still room for you. 
Don't ever let somebody tell you, well, there's too much of that. We don't need no more of that. No, but don't nobody do it the way that you do it. There's always room because nobody does it the way you do. And can I encourage some of you tonight? Some of you were on the edge of giving up because you saw other people doing what you did. Watch me. I need you to go forward because nobody does what you do the way that you do it. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't need you to pull back. I don't need you to hold back. I don't need you to stop. Somebody say, nobody does it like I do it. No. If they preach, they don't preach like you do. If they sing, they don't sing like you do. If they play, they don't play like you do. If they worship, they don't worship like you do. Whatever they do, they don't do it the way you do it. There's room for you. Imagine, let's just go here. Imagine, you, we see the news sometimes and we see these amazing people and we'll think, wow, that one's amazing. That was amazing. This was incredible. That one's incredible. Imagine had, they, imagine had Oprah let people tell her, and whether you like it or not, that ain't the point. I just want to make the point. Watch me. Imagine, imagine had Oprah let people tell her there's enough black women that are moving forward. Imagine, imagine, look, you may not like him, but he got the cash to do it. Imagine if Elon Musk said, don't nobody need to own Twitter. Watch me. Imagine, imagine if Bill Gates said, "Well, we don't need to, we don't need to do this thing because IBM is already in the computer space." Imagine if Steve Jobs would have said, "Well, you know what? Uh, 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 IBM and and Microsoft—they already got this thing down. We don't need to do anything. We're gonna just let them do it." Watch me. Never ever let anybody make you think that. Watch me, because there's already somebody doing it. That they're that. that, Watch me. That they're gonna do it the same way that you do it. I need, I need every business owner, I need every entrepreneur in here and online, lift your hands. Father, I pray and I cover every business owner and entrepreneur that they would not allow the voices of any critics to stop them, to silence them, to call them down or to bring them down. Father, I pray for every person, if you're a leader of any kind, lift your hands. I pray for every leader right now in the name of Jesus. God, that they would not allow the voices of critics to silence them, to stop them, to block them, or to keep them down. But Father, they'd recognize that there is room for them. Father, we speak now, Father, to the opportunity that exists for them. Open the door of opportunity wide for them. Open the door of opportunity wide for them. And make it clear, God, that you've called them to start a fire wherever they're at, so that it would never, ever be the same. Whatever they do, when they do it, nobody else will do it the way that they do it. For that we say thank you. If you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, a leader of any kind, I need you to worship for five seconds right there. Go five, four, let me hear you three, because when you do it, there's going to be some fire on it. Because when you do it, there's going to be some fire on it. I said, because when you do it, there's going to be some fire on it. And it's not going to be the same. I know it's a lot of people in crypto, but when you do it, there's going to be some fire on it. I know there's a lot of people on social media, but when you do it, there's going to be some fire on it. On 3, I need everybody in this building and online to shout fire. One, two, three. Jesus said in Luke 12, 49, I have come to ignite a fire on the earth. Nothing remains the same. So in this region, there is 60% where that fire needs to be started. But listen, second interest service, that fire has to happen in you. Say it's happening in me. Now, I want to add some fuel to the fire tonight. I said, I want to add some fuel to the fire tonight. I said, I want to add some fuel to the fire tonight. Say, fire transforms what it touches. All the month of April, we've been in this series called The Sequel, The Sequel, The Sequel. Um, This is the last message in that series because God wants your next to be better than your previous and your present. Hear me, not because your present or your previous were bad. It just means that what he does next, he wants it to be better. It's not that your current job is bad. It's just that your next is going to be better. 
Y'all not talking to me? It's not that your current automobile is bad. He just wants your next to be better. It's not that your current home is bad. He just wants your next to be better. It's not that your current level of life. Can I be honest? You're doing really good. He just wants your next to be better. Come on. Now, this is why I need to make sure you sit next to a praiser. I need you to elbow somebody and say, your next is going to be better. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Come on, every time you open your mouth, the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. Bishop, I just want to sit. No, I need you to talk because if you speak it, you're going to see it. You're never going to see manifest what you don't speak up out of your mouth. Open up your mouth, please, and say my next is going to be better than my present or my previous. No, no, watch me. No, watch me. No, watch me. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, we all are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory. Say we all are being transformed. Which means, watch me, if it's all happening for all of us, that means you and I are all in a transformation process, but we're not in the same stage of that transformation process. Um, transformation means I'm not going to look like what I was before. And for some of you, hear me, I, watch me, it's hard for you to even hope because you've had so much disappointment. Watch me, I need to put some fire on your disappointment tonight. Watch me, because what's ahead of you will not be a repeat of what's behind you what's ahead of you will not be a repeat of what's behind you we are all being transformed you're not in the same place in your process as i am in my process but we are all in a process together and watch me i need you to learn watch me christians but not to judge other people because they're in a different stage or place in their process see you need to learn how to say this to people i may not be where i want to be but i can thank god that i'm not where i used to be i'm making progress i I wonder if there's anybody in here where you can tell the truth. You, you're not the same you you used to be. You don't think how you used to think. You don't act how you used to act. You don't talk how you used to talk. You don't even move how you used to move. There are certain people that used to interest you and intrigue you. And now because you matured and your taste has matured and developed to another place of maturity and another place of development and transformation, you're like, baby, I ain't even going to be able to do that no more. I'm not even in that the way that I used to be in that. Doesn't even entice me the way it used to entice me. We all are being transformed say we're all being transformed say it again say we're all being transformed watch me into the same image the image of what this is the image of God which means your transformation look at me is making you more like God which means sometimes you're going to look at yourself and you're going to say I don't feel like me anymore anybody you felt like that recently you're like I don't even know who watch me I've heard people say this I don't even know who I am anymore I don't I don't feel the way that I used to feel. I, things don't, things, I, I just, I feel different. Can I help you? It's supposed to feel that way because you're not being transformed just into another version of you. You're being transformed to be more like him. Watch me. There's a patience that you have now that had the same thing you've been dealing with happen last year. You would have snapped, crackle and pop but watch me but you've been maturing so when it happened this year you know what you did you were like I normally would cuss you out but this time I was there with some honest people in the building but this time I ain't, I ain't coming for you I'm just gonna say this I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my matter of fact I'm gonna hush right now because if I keep talking I might go back to the old me and I can't bring up the me that I used to be say I'm being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to the next. So in other words, his glory is his goodness. So God says, I'll take you from one degree of glory to the next degree of glory, which means it's like a temperature gauge. It means God says, I'm increasing your temperature. And here's what's interesting about increasing your temperature. Pay attention, is that your body does the same thing. 
Why? When it's trying to kill something, you better hear me. When it is trying to kill something that does not belong in your body, your body will raise its temperature. It's called a fever. You'll feel like you're on fire. You better talk to me. Watch me. What God does whenever he's trying to transform you is he'll raise the temperature, watch me, around you. He'll raise the temperature, watch me, in you so that what, what happens in your life is that it will kill whatever does not belong. It will kill whoever, watch me, is not supposed to be there. That's why as you're being transformed, there are certain people that fall away. Watch me. Don't chase them. I need you to learn how not to run after anybody. Anybody that doesn't want to be in your life, you need to look at them and say, well, baby, that's on you. I... Watch me. Watch me. Be so. Watch me. Be so comfortable and confident in who you are that if somebody walks away, you never feel like it's lost because you were the one that brought value. I need you to thank God for the fact that he raised the temperature in your life to get rid of some folk that cannot come with you into your next. Why? Because everybody's not supposed to come in your sequel. So we're being transformed from one image of glory to the next. And so I want to introduce you to this last message of this series that we've been in. And if you've not been in, I want to encourage you to get the app, get our website so you can catch up in this series. Tonight's message is called The Sequel to Salvation. Say the sequel to salvation. Um, when, when the Lord gave me this word, I said, Lord, you know, this is real interesting because, you know, you know, and we, we have an interest service. But most of those people are probably going to know you or they want to come back to you, that type of thing. He said, I know. And he said, this is what I need you to teach. And so I just obeyed. Um, listen to this. Um, we've all heard this phraseology. You need Jesus. Who's heard that? Get Jesus. You need to get saved. Right? And here's what I've discovered, especially in the South. All right, I'm saved. But what's next? What's the sequel? Because for most people, watch me and hear me and I say this with respect and I say this with love. But for most people, the focus of church becomes behavior modification. So everything, everything is about modifying behavior. It is never about transforming a nature. Everything is about you need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop. And I say this with love and respect. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop doing this. And here's what I discovered. Jesus didn't spend all his time on that. Now, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's not good. But, but what is the sequel to salvation? Because watch me. If the goal of life is to get saved, then once I'm saved, I can die. The goal of life is not just to get saved. Somebody say, what's the sequel? Come on, I need you to say that thing with authority. Please say, what's the sequel? The sequel, watch me, it's not a new word, but it may be a new introductory uh, 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 topic for some. The sequel is called the kingdom. Now for most people, when I say the kingdom, you instantly think of church. And while church introduces you to the kingdom, hear me, church is not the kingdom itself. Look at Matthew 6, 33. The kingdom is so important. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, what's important to Jesus and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Pay attention. Jesus did not say to seek him. So if you grew up in church, watch me. You heard a lot of people say, you just need to seek the Lord. He didn't say to seek him. You just need to seek his face. He didn't say to seek his face. You just need to go after God. He didn't say go after God. He said, seek first the what? I need y'all to talk to me like you looking at this screen behind me. He said, seek first the what? 
the kingdom. Watch me. What's important to him and his righteousness. What does that mean? Do it his way. And all these things will be added unto you. Let me tell you why the rest of this year you will lack for nothing. Because you're about to change your seek. And when you change your seek, you will lack for nothing. The Bible says all these things will be added unto you. Let's take a praise break for just a moment. If you're excited that the rest of this year, you will lack nothing. I'm not just talking about financial. I'm talking about you won't lack the support you need. You won't lack the friends you need. If you believe, you will lack nothing. Can I get you to release the worship right there? Go. I, you will lack nothing. You will lack nothing. Come on, open your mouth and say, I will lack nothing. Say it with authority, I will lack nothing. I need you to act like everything you need is about to find your address. Matter of fact, I dare you to put your address in the atmosphere. I dare you to put it in the atmosphere. Everything you need is about to find you at your address. Everything you need is about to find you at your address. Can I get you to say your first and your last name? Come on, come on, say my name is being brought up. Say, because I will lack nothing. Say, because I will lack nothing. Look at the screen. How do you know that, Bishop? He says, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. So here's what we sometimes do. We seek things. And he said, your seek is off, so your sequel is whack. Your seek is off, so your sequel is whack. He says, you're chasing stuff and you're chasing things, but he never said to go after stuff or things. Watch me. He never said to chase the applause of people. He said, I need you to seek this thing called the kingdom. Everybody say the kingdom. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, Bishop, I know this. No, you ain't never heard it taught the way I'm about to teach it to you. All right, watch me. Look at me. Say the kingdom. Here's the kingdom. Watch me. Number one, it is becoming who God says you are and possessing what God says you can it's becoming who God says you are and possessing what God says you can look at me you are not some dusty road broke down busted mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. you are not watch me some sinner saved by grace well, what do you mean he just said in Romans 5 9 you're the righteousness of God which means when he looks at you he sees his son or his daughter Y'all don't hear me what I'm saying. God, when he looks at you, he doesn't see some raggedy somebody. He doesn't see some ratchet somebody. He doesn't see somebody that I love them if they get their stuff together. He looks at somebody that says, when I was hanging on that cross, I did it for him. I did it for him. I did it for her. I did it for her. And watch me. People may write you off, but he will never write you off. I... Say, I'm becoming. Come on, talk to me, y'all. Say, I'm becoming who God says I am. And possessing what God says I can. Here's the second definition. It means God's MO. It's his modus operandi. It's how God does what he does when he does it. And he does all things well. Here's the third definition of the kingdom. It is heaven's attributes in your life. It means literally that the attributes of heaven come and they invade your life. That when you look at your life, you will look around and you will say, this feels like heaven. Watch me. It doesn't mean a life with no problems. It doesn't mean a life with no issues. It doesn't mean a life where there's no challenges. It just means that, watch me, heaven's attributes are going to invade your life. Which means when you're sick, heaven's going to invade. See, I just need to check the room to, for the miracles in the building. Well, well, watch me. Well, you shouldn't have recovered the way you did. You're not... Well, you shouldn't have walked away from the car accident because when you look back at the picture, you were like, what is this? But when you looked at it, it was clear. Heaven just interrupted. 
heaven just interrupted my life. Somebody shout, this is the kingdom. Romans 14, Romans 14, 17 teaches us that the kingdom has three basic attributes. Allow me to teach and then we're going to see a demonstration of the power of God and then we're going to get you home or the Waffle House or wherever you're going. You ready? Say three basic attributes. Put up a three for me. Say three basic attributes. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking. In other words, he says, this is, he says, this is not just a party. Can, can I say something? He says, this is not just you shouting in church and going to eat after church. Because for most, that's what the kingdom is. And this is why people sometimes get frustrated and they'll say, I'm frustrated with church because all we did was shout and then went to eat. That's all you did. What you were supposed to do is, is train so that you could go reign. What you were supposed to do, watch me, is get information so that it could bring about transformation. You ready? All right, Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness. What does this mean? It's right with God and good character. Now, he makes us right with him. And he does that vicariously. What does that mean? He swaps seats with us. Let's tell the truth. For all the stuff we've done. Okay, middle section, y'all are real... I, watch me you in a building on Friday night you online on Friday night but let's tell the whole truth watch me for many even after you came to know the Lord there's some stuff that you alright let's keep it 100 there's some stuff right now you still like father in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just need to believe him. And here's what I love about him though, is that he still forgives you because that's what the blood is for. I come against all condemnation. I come against all feelings of abandonment or like you're not good enough or like God won't love you until you do something different. Watch me. He covers you with his blood. Open your mouth and shout, I'm covered with his blood. I'm on here. Say, I'm covered with his blood righteousness so he makes us right with him and then he says now I need your character to be good so reputation is who people think you are character is who you are so he says if you give your word he says then I need you to keep your word and if you don't keep it then I need you I need you to fix it on the back end can we keep it 100? For some of us, our frustration with Christianity, our frustration with Jesus, it wasn't him. Our frustration was that we met Christians whose character didn't match what they professed. And so, watch me. And so, you would then have greater faith in somebody that didn't know the Lord than somebody that knew the Lord. Because you knew if they knew the Lord, they were going to try to half do it and then do it in the name of the Lord. It's quiet in here tonight. All right, all right, lay your hands on yourself. Say, your character is improving. What does this mean? When you say you're going to do something, you keep your word. It means that when you commit to something, you see your commitment through. Even if it's difficult to see it through, I gave my word and you're going to watch me see this thing all the way through. It means when we make, watch me, we're not perfect. It just means when we make mistakes, we get it right. It doesn't mean that I got to do every little thing right. Matter of fact, here's proof that you're a Christian. It's not that you do everything right. It's that when you recognize you do something wrong, you can say, I apologize. You need to be like Anita Baker. I apologize. Can you practice with your neighbor and say, I apologize. Believe me, I do. I apologize. Honestly, true. Then here's the second attribute. Peace. Say peace. 
Peace is this Hebrew word shalom, which means nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. All right? Say nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. So, 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 so peace is more than just things feeling good. Peace is where there's nothing missing. And I know what somebody said, but Bishop, I feel like there's areas in my life where things are missing. You need to go look again. Say nothing missing. Say nothing broken. Now, Bishop, I feel like there's these broken pieces of my life, but then you need to go check them again because maybe what you think was broke was the way it was supposed to be built. You ever looked at something and said, this don't go like that. But then when you go look at the picture, like, no, this is exactly how it goes. For some of you, there are things you're calling broke that God says, that's not broke. That's the way it's supposed to work. You had to go through what you went through because you were going to be a testimony to somebody else. That's not a broken place. That's a blessed place because you made it from what was supposed. You ready? Look, he says, he says, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Say all is well. Say it again with authority. Say all is well. Uh -uh, I need you to say that like you want the enemy to know you ain't working my nerves. Say all is well. I need you to say that like no matter what you're looking at right now, you are convinced that by the time May hits, you're about to take off. Shout all is well. I need you to say that like every hater is about to see you succeed. I, I need you to see it like the people on your job that have been plotting and planning are about to see you win. Shout all is well. That's Shalom. He says, righteousness and peace. Shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well and joy. Coming to America came on last night. Um, <laughs> the original one. Coming to America came on last night. And when Coming to America came on last night, uh, it got to the scene where they are at the, uh, the Black Awareness Rally. And black, at the Black Awareness Rally, Arsenio Hall is playing the preacher. And it was the shoes for me. Because he had on some of them Stacey Adams quarter boots. You know, some of y'all, you got to be, you, know, you got to been around for a little bit to know about them Stacey Adams quarter boots. He had them Stacey Adams quarter boots. And it's the way, and his feet turned like this here. He had them Stacey Adams quarter boots. And, 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 he, and, and he began to do his thing. He said, I didn't come to preach to you. And then he started preaching. And in a minute, he said, Joy. <laughs> They started saying joy. And, and watch me. And he did all of that. And then, you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, Prince I can't, he didn't know. He, he hadn't been to church. So he didn't know. So he said, somebody say joy. joy. Y'all a little late. You told me you saw the movie. He said, somebody say joy. joy. Can I get an amen? amen. And, but Akeem didn't know what to do, so Akeem, he didn't say joy. Akeem, he's smiling, he's smiling, he's smiling, he's sitting down, he's sitting down, he don't know what to do. And, 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 and the preacher says, somebody say joy. Akeem's like, I am very happy to be here. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Here's what the kingdom is, here's what the kingdom is, here's what the kingdom is. It says righteousness, then peace, look at this last attribute, then joy. Joy means to be glad and great. No, no, say, say both of them. I need you to get that teaspoon of hood that you got right there, and I need you to say that. Say, say both of them. I, which means, watch me, I don't care what I'm looking at, I'm glad. Which means, watch me, I pick my emotion. Because to be glad, that means I am picking my emotion, which means I don't care what I want to feel like, I tell my feelings, this is what we need to feel right here. 
And sometimes you're going to be looking at stuff that just makes you want to throw in the towel. And you're going to have to say, but wait a minute, I picked my emotion. And the emotion I pick is that I'm glad about it. The emotion I pick is that I'm happy about it. Some of y'all are mad how people did you, and it's ruined your whole day. But you need to be able to look at that and say, no, baby, I'm kingdom, which means I pick my emotion. You don't get to tell me how to feel. My situation doesn't tell me how to feel. I pick my emotion, and I'm glad. I, for those of you that have had some things in the last seven days that have made you mad, can I just get you, watch me, to put this in the atmosphere, say, but I shift my emotion, and I choose to be glad. Say, I'm glad about it. Yeah, yeah, not mad anymore. I choose to be glad. Not upset anymore. I choose to be glad. Not frustrated. I choose to be glad. Feels good. I choose to be glad. These three attributes, let me teach you. We're going to get to the child in a moment. But I need to make sure you get this. Say, I'm kingdom. Nah, man. For real? Sound a little scared. Say, I'm kingdom. Now, now here's the deal. Where is the kingdom? When I say where is the kingdom, you, you may, if, when you think, if you grew up in the Bible Belt, you say, well, look at all these churches. Say, look at all these church buildings. There go to the kingdom. Kingdom's over here. Kingdom's over there. Look at the screen. Luke 17, 21. The Bible says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, no one they say, see here, see here, or see there. It must mean, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within So now we know why there's so much warfare you deal with. Because you're carrying his kingdom everywhere you go. Which means what comes against you is bigger than you because it's not attacking you. It's attacking the kingdom that's... I wish there were a few of y'all that sometimes looked at your warfare and you said, why is all of this coming against one of me? It's because this is so much bigger than you. What's attacking you is coming after the kingdom in you. And I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that's going to be your backup in the spirit. Just elbow them and say, I got your back. I got... Yeah, I know you're dealing with warfare, but I got you. I know you're dealing with challenges, but I got you. The reason you're fighting stuff that's so much bigger than you is because what's in you is so much bigger than what's around you. Shout, the kingdom is in me. You ready? You ready? It's in you. It's not in the building. It, it's, it, it's not on a piece of property. His kingdom is in you. Say it's in me. Now, now watch me. This is why your whole life you felt like David. Can I talk to a few of y'all? Where at age 16, you are given an assignment that you didn't pick. David never asked to be king. David was just a worshiper. You're given an assignment that you did not pick. And your brothers hate you for the assignment that you did not pick. They mess with you because they say, you always think you all this. You always think you all that. You always doing this. You always doing this. And David got so ticked off one time. He was like, can I do anything right? This is because it seems like everything with y'all, there's always an issue. Am I talking to anybody? Somebody always got an issue with how you dress. They got an issue where you go. They got an issue with where you drive. They got an issue with how you talk. They got an issue with your hair. They got an issue with your shoes. They don't like these shoes. And then you change shoes. They don't like them shoes. They got an issue with your hair. They don't like the way you wear this. They don't like the way you wear They don't like your hat. They, why you got to have a hat on? I always got an issue with you. And so David, watch me. David, he is always fighting a battle that is bigger, watch me, than his present. 
Because David, Goliath comes down. And the Bible says, when Goliath comes down, he's just giant. He's a big old dude. All right? All right? Say Goliath. Goliath. Say big old dude. dude. So this big old dude, he, he comes, and the Bible says, for 40 days and 40 nights, he taunts God's people. And watch me, the king is so afraid of Goliath, he's not even going to go into the battle. He says, I'm not even finna fool with this. Somebody else better deal with this because I'm not even finna be bothered with this. David comes down. David runs into the battle. But what's amazing is that Goliath had been a warrior since his youth. And David was a youth. See, for many of you, you've always felt like since you were a kid, you have always faced things that were beyond the scope of where you were. Here you were a teenager dealing with grown people problems. Let me talk to some of y'all. Here you, were, here you were a young person dealing with stuff that was way beyond the scope of what you thought you should have been dealing with or what you thought should have been happening. And so David now, he's fighting a king's battle because he doesn't recognize that there's a king in him. Let me see if I can say it this way. The level of your battle is an indicator of what is in you. You ain't facing little problems because there ain't nothing little on the inside of you. I wish I had a witness in here. I wish you, you're not fighting little things because you're not, there's nothing little on the inside of you. And for some of you, watch me, here's the fire you need tonight. You need the fire to fight because the fight is about to pay off. I said, you need the fire to fight because the fire is about to pay off. I said, you need the fire to fight because the fire, the fight is about to pay off. Say it's about to pay off. Say it again, say it's about to pay off. Say it with authority. Say it's about to pay off. Here we go. He says, he says, he says, neither will they say, neither will they say, it is over here, over there. The kingdom is what? In you. Which means it's not a place, it's in a people. Say us. All right. So let, let me get you to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Say, we are the kingdom. Now, now look at this. Kingdoms have kings. So here's my problem with, with the body of Christ, uh, especially American Christianity and even some of our worship songs, is, is we position ourselves as if we are something less than what he said. So we sing and begging, but, but, but kings don't beg. I ain't never seen a king beg for anything. Even if a king needed something, you didn't see him begging because he said, that's beneath my seat to beg. Say kingdoms have kings and or queens. Now, now pay attention. Go to this. Look at this. It's on the screen. Roman, or excuse me, Revelation 5.10. Now, now this, this, this stuff here, this stuff gets me excited. Revelation 5.10. And he has made us. <laughs> Which means you don't have a choice. It, it's, it's, not, it's not predicated upon how you feel about it. He has made And how did he make us? Every time you went through something that you thought was going to break you, it was really something to make you. Come on. Say, he has made me a king. Come on, just say, he's made me a king. Well, how did he make you? He, he, he made you a king because he took you through stuff that felt like it was going to break you. He took you through stuff that you literally said, this is it, it's over. It's over. And then right when you thought it was over, he was like, watch this. He was like, I got something for you. He was like, let me show you something. He literally, when you thought this is it for me, I, I can't, matter of fact, even if I could go on, I don't want to. 
Anybody like that? But there's certain things you're like, I could fight, but the truth is, I'm out. I'm good. I am done. Bible says he has made us to be what? Kings, watch me, and priests. God, uh, watch me. In one person, say me. There are two realms. There is a king in you and there is a priest in you. Watch me. It's not king or priest. It's king and priest, which means in one person, there's two realms, which means, watch me, you are spiritual and successful. You can pray and you can slay. You can speak in unknown tongues and then walk into the boardroom and speak in the tongues of business. Come on, say, I'm a king and a priest. See, some of you, you've been taught that you can't do all that business stuff. You can't do all that stuff. You can't do all that. You can't do that entertainment stuff. You can't do all of that and be saved. No, I'm supposed to do all of that and be saved. It's both of them for me, which means it's not either or, it's both and. So, so, so watch me. Never let anybody uh, uh, talk against your spirituality, but never let anybody come against you choosing to succeed either. Because people are, you're supposed to be a Christian. You ain't supposed to do all of that. No, because I'm a Christian, I am supposed to do all of that. I wasn't sent just to pay bills and die. I was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. You should have got me before I found out who I was. Now that you know who you are, you are about to tear this city up. I wish I had some... Go fist bump two or three people and say, you're a king and a priest. You're a king and... You are about to turn the business world upside down. You are king and a priest. You are king and a priest. You are king and a priest. You can pray and you can slay. Somebody said, I do both. I do both. I do both. It's not either or. So many times in the body of Christ, it's become a choice. Well, you can do this or you can do that. No, I'm going to do both of them. Either or is a scarcity mentality. It's both and for me. So somebody say, you going, you, are you going to church or are you going to make this money? You just tell them, say, I do both. <laughs> you going to get the bag or, or, or you going to get the bag or you going to pray? Oh, I'm going to do both of them. I'm going to pray and that's how I'm going to get the bag. I don't like the way some of y'all are talking to me. <laughs> Watch me. Are you going to succeed or be spiritual? Oh, it's both of them for me. I, I'm doing both of them. You're not going to put me into a false choice like I can't do both of them at the same time. You're going to do ministry or are you going to do this? Baby, I'm going to do both of them. I'm going to do both of them. I sure am. You are not some loser. You are not some failure. You are not some mistake. You are not less than. You are not some slave trying to make massa happy. You are a king and a priest. That's why they've never liked you. They never met a king before. That's why they've always had an issue. You, you walk around like you all of that. I didn't say nothing, but apparently the authority I walk in scares the hell out of you because it makes... 
And I don't need you to come down to make somebody else feel comfortable. I need you to walk with authority. I need you to walk it like you're talking. I, I need you to walk with authority. I need you to talk with authority. I need you to walk with power. I need you to talk with power. And I don't need you to come down. Open your mouth and say, I'm not coming down. You ready? Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. He has made us kings and priests to our God. This last part. And we shall, I need you to shout this R word. I'm almost done. And we shall, no, no, uh-uh. Come on, y'all, we're almost done. I need you to shout this word. I need you to shout this word like you just had that bread from Stony River. You ready? I need you to shout, listen, that bread is so good. Oh, my God. That bread is so good. I know that bread is so good. I, I told, I said, listen, bring me, I said, look, bring them one and bring me one. That's for them. That's for my mama and them. This is for me. You ready? Here we go. Here we go. I need you to shout that R word on three. One, two, three. Rain. Look at me. He didn't say be raggedy. He didn't say be ratchet. He didn't say be reckless. Watch me, watch me. He, he didn't say any of that. He says, on the earth, look at me, you are supposed to reign. The word reign in Greek, the language of our New Testament, it's on the screen, it means prevail. Shut your mouth. To prevail means that I, listen, I don't know about you, but all I do is win. Even if it look like I lost, it's impossible for me to lose because what looked like a loss was just a seed into my next win. I just need to check this building and check online and see if there's some people in here. All you do is win, 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 no matter what. And your hands go and what they do. Come on. Look at me. Say, all I do is win. Say it again, say, all I do is win. Look at me, 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 look at me. Um, to, to win, come here, to win means gotta fight. So we shout about the win. And your hands go, what they do? So to win, that means I got to fight. And watch me. This would be a fair fight because they're about the same. But because you're a king, you don't have fair fights. Because you're a king, you get ganged up on. And now it's two, two versus You can maybe make it through this. You can maybe make it through this. 
but because you've beaten some battles before. The enemy's like, I can't even just send a little bit. You got issues in one area, issues in another area, issues in a third area. And some of you are like, I just can't take no more. But I came tonight to make sure you leave with the fire you need because you are supposed to prevail. Which means even when you feel like you're going down, God says, I'm gonna send the backup that you need. And the backup that you need is gonna make sure that you come out with your hand up. And I need for you. you to prophesy into somebody next to you. I need you to prophesy and say, I speak prevail into your life. You're about to prevail on your business, prevail with your family, prevail with your children, prevail in your finances, prevail in your mind, prevail in your emotions. You're going to fight, but you're going to win. You're going to fight, but you're going to win. You're going to fight, but you will. Somebody shout, but I will win. Listen, 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 look at me, look at me, look, look on the screen, look on the screen. He says, and we shall reign. Where are we going to reign? Look at me. Now I got to deal with this because too many Christians, your bags are packed, ready to die. Your bags are packed, ready to die. I'm just excited about the sweet by and by. I'm just trying to make it to heaven. Look, look at me, look at me, look at me. If the purpose of salvation, listen, Linda. If the purpose of salvation was heaven, then when you got saved, die and go to heaven. The purpose of salvation, pastor, was not just for you to get saved. The purpose of salvation was for you to be the one that goes into the sequel. I'm not trying to die to get up there. I am living well to bring up there down here. Which means people ought to look at how your life is and say, that don't make no sense. That, that, don't make, that looks otherworldly. That doesn't even look like it's from here. If they, when they see your story and they see your background, they'll say, this doesn't even make sense. Many Christians, many Christians have been taught, and I say this with love and respect, because I'm a pro-man of God guy. Many Christians have been taught, listen, you need to get ready for heaven. And they never live. And you never live. I'm just, I'm just ready to go be with the Lord. You are 42. How are you ready to go? I, I just want to see Jesus. He wants to see you. Watch me. Manifest. What's on the inside of you? Which means, say, say I'm supposed to reign on the earth. That's what your Bible said. It said that before you got in here. So watch me. The sequel to your salvation isn't just getting saved and, and just being saved. It is now that I am supposed to, watch me, I am supposed to reign and prevail on the earth. Which means when you think of my name, you need to put some respect on my name. And associate my name with victory. Can I get you to say your first and last name? Come on, say your first and last name. Say my name is associated with victory. When they think of you, they're not going to think of your losses. They're going to think of your wins. 
They're not going to think of how you didn't make it. They're going to think of how you made it when you shouldn't have made it. You ready? Most done. So it's not up there. It's not, it's, it's, it's not up there. It's down here. So my bags are not packed, ready to die. They go to heaven. I'm not worried about that. That's settled. That's why you can never scare a Christian with death. Because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Which means you can't scare me with death because all you do is make sure I'll go be with my master. But until I'm with my master, I'm supposed to master the earth. This is why for three of you in the building tonight, when you go into work on Monday, you're going to be promoted. That's... You can look at me like that if you want to. But 1 Samuel 3.19 says that the Lord was with the man of God. And he did not let one of his words fall to the ground. If you think you might be one of them. Well, I'm almost done. But can I just get you to release a praise for three seconds right there. Go three. For some of you, it's not promotion for you. For some of you, you're the job creator. So you're about to be the one that creates opportunities for other people. Say, it's not up there. But it's down here. So look at Daniel 7, 21. I'm almost done. It says, now, now look at this. Say Daniel 7, 21. Let me explain your 2021. And as I look, this horn. You got to grab the air. This the word horn in Hebrew, language of our Old Testament, it's Karen. I could, but I ain't got time. 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 As I look, this horn. See, here's how you know if somebody hood is sitting next to you. And we love everybody. See, Harvest is everybody. We're PhDs. We're GADs. We're, we're everybody. We're tatted up. We're three-piece suits. We're black. We're white. We're tall. We're short. We're 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. We're everybody. We're everything. 60s, 70s. We're everything. We're everything. We're everything. We're everything. But you know you sit next to somebody hood. That when I pulled the air, they were like, <laughs> they knew this. And they got two teaspoons if they know what this is. As I look, this horn, what's me? Horn there means sound. Which means there's something you kept hearing that was in opposition to you. You kept hearing no's. You kept hearing what your daddy said about you. You kept hearing what your mama said about you. You kept hearing that you weren't the right fit. You kept hearing that you weren't the right size. You weren't the right shape. You weren't the right color. You weren't the right this. You weren't the right that. Watch me. And for some of you, it was external. But let's be honest. For some of you, your caring is internal because you will speak that way to yourself. There's so many levels I could take caring. You ready? It says, it says, watch me, and this sound made war with the saints. Look at me. You've not been fighting with the enemy. You have been fighting with the sound. And either you going to be louder or it's going to be louder. What's the sound, Bishop? It's your doubt. It ain't going to work. 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 What's wrong? What's wrong? Watch me. It, it, it's a sound. And either you're louder or it's louder. 
And this sound made war with the saints. Who is that? That's us. What's me? It made war with the saints. Look at me. And prevailed over them, which means for a little while it was working. I need you to be honest in here tonight and honest online tonight. If you can, if you can tell the truth that for a little while you you started to believe the sound. For a little while, you started to believe you're not good enough. You don't have, for a little while, you started to look at your life. For a little while, the sound was getting to you. For a little while, but I want you to pay attention. It prevailed. That's a past tense word. Which means, watch me, it tried, but it didn't win. Every survivor should be grateful that your sound was louder than the sound of what came against you. That's why I have you shout so much and praise so much. Why? Because you got to have a sound that is louder and greater than the sound that is against you. Say past tense. Watch me. 22. Now look, y'all, I got these glasses on that are not prescription, but I keep playing with them like they prescription. Y'all may- Y'all making me take these fake prescriptions off. I like the frames. Look at me. Say 22. I'm telling you this year for you. God is so into the details that he made sure that this verse. He's so into the details. He's so into the details, woman of God, that he made sure that this verse would match exactly where you're at. He, he says, he says, the voice was prevailing over them. The sound was prevailing over them until the ancient of days came and judgment was given for the saints of the most high now this last part is what makes me shout and the time came here's the fire I need to get here's the fire I need to get here's the fire I need to get say and the time came I need to to say it like you believe now is that time. Say, and the time came came. when the saints saints possessed possessed the kingdom. kingdom. Uh uh. Uh uh. Uh uh. Uh uh. Uh uh. I, I I need you to read this verse again like this is the verse that you're in. Say, and the time came when the saints possessed. Jesus, I need you to say this with me. Say, and the time came when the saints possessed. Say, for the rest of this year, I will possess the kingdom. Make sure you sit next to another king. Make sure you sit next to another priest. Make sure you sit next to another somebody that believes they're about to possess. Say, and the time came. And now is that time. And now is that time. And now is that time. Look at me. He has come. So it's been time. He has come. So it's been time. You just didn't know what was yours. 
You just didn't know that it ain't going to come around you. It's going to come up from in you. You were waiting on, oh, who is this for? You were waiting on somebody outside to help you. You were waiting on somebody outside to support you. Nah, boo, you finna do this one from the inside. Which means I'm not waiting on anybody to do anything for me that I can do for myself. I'm not waiting on somebody's hookup. I'm not waiting on somebody's approval. I'm not waiting on somebody's affirmation. Open your mouth, please, and say, it is time. It is time. One more time. It is time. To do what? I'm almost done. I promise you. I just need you to know what you're about to do. Because watch me. Church would stop right there. They already playing the shout music. Church would stop right there. Take you up into a shout. And then you'd watch me. And then the kingdom would have been dancing and eating. So I need to tell you what you're about to do. Look at this. Look at this on the screen. Revelation 11, 15. This is what you're going to do. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Who's this Christ? It's the anointing, the anointed one, his anointed. So watch me. This is us. And he shall reign. Well, how does he reign? Through us. You ready? So, so watch me. Watch me. How many of you, wave at me if you're in arts and entertainment. Wave at me if you're in this building. Arts and entertainment. Online, you do the hand emoji. If you're in business, wave at me. If you're in business, wave at me. All right? If, you, if you're in church or ministry, wave at me. If you serve in church or ministry. If you have a family that you lead, wave at me. If you have a family that you lead, watch me. If you're in education, wave at me. If you're in education. If you're in government, wave at me. If you're in media, wave at me. Watch me. Watch me. You are not there just to be there. You are there to take that and now make sure, watch me, because you're there that he's represented there. And this is bigger than you just walking around getting people saved. That's good. But somebody say it's bigger than that. It's, it's this. It's that your idea is the one that they run with and they say, where you get the idea from? But I manifested this from, y'all not saying that to me. Ask me, say, it is time. Say it again. Say, it is time. So the kingdom manifests in two ways. Let me show you this. Number one, training for reigning. The purpose of church, can I just say this? From, from, here was my frustration before I was a pastor. As I said, this feels like we just sitting in here, glad we made it through the week, been through hell in hell to get ready to go through another round of hell i said well what the hell i'm not cussing hell is a greek word gehenna which means hot trash Uh, then 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 some traditions of church every week is it's just like lord i'm tired who wants to worship like that like what god gonna be like baby i know baby i know Lord, I'm tired. Every week they come after me. I'm just weary and worn down. But the old ship of Zion. I'm like, <laughs> I want a yacht. I don't want no old ship. Give me some. 
Look at me, look at me, look at me. I was like, this is a, like, this feels like, can I be honest? Two people said be honest. Can I be honest? I was like, this feels like slavery. We just happy to be here. I'm glad to be in the service of the Lord one more time. And I'm not knocking any of that. I am a pro-church guy. I love God's church. I love God's people. But I said, God, this is it? And then we have conference. And then everybody come in. And then everybody, it's your time. Oh, child. That's my word. It's been your word. It's been your word. Everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. We don't come to church to run from the devil. Come on, y'all. I, I, I got to go. I got to go. But I just got to make sure I say this because I don't need you walking out of here just having had a seance. I need you walking out of here with your shoulders back. I need you logging off with your shoulders back. Like, wait until, matter of fact, I ain't waiting till Monday. I'm about to handle some business tonight. I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to make the investment tonight. I'm about to get some things handled tonight so that when I get to Monday, I will have prepared already. It is not, it is not where we, it is not where we're running from the devil. That's why at Harvest, we don't call, we don't call it the, the sanctuary. You know what sanctuary means? Hiding place. I'm not coming to hide. Your home is your sanctuary. At church is the auditorium. Why do we call it that? Not knocking anything anybody else does. Why do we call it that? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, which means I got to hear something that's going to give me the faith to go do something. I got to hear that I'm the head and not the tail. I got to hear that I'm above only and never beneath. I got to hear something. Look at me. I'm almost done. Look at me. Look at me. So, so what do we come to church for? We train Terrain. Matthew 16, 18, look what Jesus says. He says, on this rock I will build my church. That's the people. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Well, where's the kingdom at? In you. Which means every time you come to church, something ought to be getting. Which means, I don't, which means, what's me, what's me. I don't just need, I don't just need to hear confirmation. I need some revelation that makes me say, God, I need to hear something that makes me say, I never saw it like that. I need to hear something that makes me say, I never looked at it like that. Watch me. I need to be challenged so that I'm not just having a hater celebration service. Because if you say anything about haters, people go up. I don't even need to have a devil worshiping service. And the devil did this, and the devil did this, and the devil did that, and the devil did this, and the devil did that. Say, I'm training to reign. This is what church is for. This is the mission of harvest. It is not, I could care less what anybody else is doing. I could care less about any trend. I could care less about, whoa, this is hot right now. I don't care. I'm not doing this. I came in hot. I ain't trying to get out. 
when you know who you are, you, you're not threatened by what other people do. When you know who you are, you ain't trying to do it like nobody else. Chick-fil-A is not trying to be Burger King. They're very comfortable in Chick-fil-A. They said, we ain't opening on Sunday, so you, you can drive by. We ain't going to be there. I pray you have such security in who you are that when you see somebody else, you don't try to morph. Cut somebody's shoulder and say, be secure the rest of this year. Be be secure with the fact that you have authority. Be secure with the fact that you got power. Be secure with the fact that you're not like everybody else. Be secure that you're not going to come down to make average people feel good. Be secure in who you are. So number one, this is what we come to church for. We, we, don't, we don't come to church to have a devil worship and service and to sit up and run from the devil and we hide from the devil and we just be all like, listen, sure, that we, spiritual warfare, yeah, all that, all that's true. But here's the deal. If I have authority, I don't, I don't have to do all of that. If a police officer gets in the middle of the street and holds up, and holds up their badge or holds up their hand, watch me, you're going to stop. You don't know him. Well, let me say, this is Atlanta. Most of y'all going to stop. Some of y'all going to be like, well, I bet you can't outrun me because I got this. <laughs> Good luck. I hope you ran track in school. You put your hand up. If you put your hand up, you're going to stop. You know why? Because of the authority. Watch me. He didn't have to fight with you. Say, stop this car right now, Jody. You never do that because there's authority. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Here's, here's how you're going to deal with every battle for the rest of this year. Because you have authority, because you're a king and a priest. You ain't finna, you ain't finna get all worked up. You're going to say, I'm not getting worked up. People going to call you and try to work you up. Say, I'm not getting worked up. People going to try to, oh, child, it didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Ooh, I, I'm not getting worked up. Why? Because I have authority. Say it, with, say it with authority. Say, I have authority. Here's the last way, and, and this is it, that the kingdom manifests. And I wanted to teach this because I need you to know who you are. I could have took you up in a shout fest back when it was time. We would have been up. Some of y'all, if, we would have been up there. And we would have stayed up there. It was a good place to stay. But watch me. But I need you to bring me a praise report next week. But I need you to be able to email in and say, what you said that night, I saw in my life. Look at the screen. Look at the screen. Here's the second way. Second way is tribulation. <laughs> God. Uh, like I was looking for something, you know, I was looking for something good. You know, like angelic visitation. Like can an angel just touch me? I was looking. I was. I was looking for something. I was looking for something different. Look at the screen. He says. He says. Look at Acts. Acts. Last scripture says this. It says, "We must through many tribulations." God, dog. Because sometimes you can feel like God. Like when is this going to be? Like if one. Uh-uh, I need to check this room because we're done. I just need to know where them people at that you on your like if one but you you if where where y'all at? I, I just need to know where my one the, if one more somebody 
Let me get one more email. Let me get one more. We must through now look, must is bold and underlined. Because he said, there is no other way. <laughs> he said, he said, we must through many tribulations. What is tribulations? Internal pressure. I'm talking about the stuff that wakes you up. I'm talking about the stuff that you talk to yourself about when you're driving down the street. I'm talking about the stuff that makes you question. I'm talking about the stuff that makes you say, God, you failed me. I'm talking about the stuff that makes you say, God, you let me down. Say internal pressure. How many of you right now, you got some internal pressure that you're dealing with right now? It's internal. It's internal. Nobody would ever know because you handle it like a G. But there's internal pressure. There's this, there's this gnawing. There's this feeling. Look, look at the second definition. It, it means distress. He says, we must, through internal pressure, we must, through distress. Look, look at this. We must, through, look at the next one, without good options. This is what this word means in Greek. In the New Testament. He says, this ain't a good option. That ain't a good option. That ain't a good option. And going back is a horrible option. But the truth is, I don't have any good ones. Look at me. Look at me. me. Persecution. Haters. He said, he said, you're going to deal with people who are going to pick on you. They're going to start stuff with you, who are going to troll you, who are, going, who are going to mess with you, who are going to hate you without cause. You're like, what is your problem with me? What, what, what did I ever do to you? And then look at this last one, affliction. He said, we must say must. He says, you can't, look at me. You can't avoid this. He says, you cannot avoid this. You cannot avoid this. We must, through many tribulations, look at me, enter the kingdom of God. He says, you have to. But if you do it, you'll win. Everybody stand. Everybody stand on your feet. Everybody stand Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. And as you stand in this building and online, I'm going to ask God to give you what you need so that you can fight and win. Can I get you to lift your hands? Father, now give us what we need to fight and to win. Give us what we need to prevail. Give us the fire we need to move forward with authority. Give us the fire we need to do exactly what you've called and created us to do. We are kings and priests, spiritual and successful. We can pray and we can slay. 
And Father, tonight before we exit this place, let a fire come in our worship. We ask your spirit to break out. We ask your spirit to be present right now and give us what we need so we can move forward. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. I just need you to take 30 seconds right where you're at and lift your hands. Father, feel. Father, let your fire fall. Fire, Father, let your fire fall. 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 Right here and right now. Right here and right now. Come on, I need your hands lifted. And I need you to act like he's about to fill you with what you need to fight. Why? There's a sequel to your salvation. There's a sequel to your salvation. Come on, sing the song, say Spirit break out. Come on, hands lifted. Everybody say, everybody say. Break our walls down. Spirit break out. Heaven come down. Everybody say, that's the whole Spirit break out. Come on, we're about to go, but in this building, open your mouth and tell them. Love. 
If I can get you for just a second to bow your heads and close your eyes, you need to become a Christian for the first time and recommit yourself to the Lord. Wherever you're at, on the count of three, I just need you to slip your hand up. And when you do that, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. No judgment, no condemnation, no saying. Bishop Foreman, I made so many mistakes. I've got so many issues. All of us have. But you are not judged. You are not condemned. You are not thrown away. God placed his kingdom on the inside of you. And God wants to open that up. That's what you're going to do the rest of this year. You become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Or be sure. On three, just slip that hand up. When I count to three, online, do the hand with emoji. Just say it's me. One. God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, slip your hand up if you're in this building. Slip your hand up if you're in this building. Online, do that hand baby emoji or say it's me. I don't care what you feel like your past was. That was then. This is now. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am far from you. If this is my first time praying this, I am now saved. Let's get this right. If I was far from you, I am now reconnected to you. Today is the beginning of the greatest days of my life. There's a sequel to this. It's called The Kingdom. Bring it forth, God. Bring it forth, God. I was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I need you to take your phone out on campus or online. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Getting caught in the wrong shoes can interrupt your plans for the day. Like when that 10% chance of rain ends up looking more like 100%. When the transition to fall and winter feels more like experiencing every season on the same day, there's the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. These shoes were made for misty morning walks, surprise snow days, and anything a trip to the dog park might bring. The whole collection brings together water-repellent technology and classic style, so you can stay warm, dry, and comfy during your everyday adventures. Cross off errands with the splash protection on the wool runner mizzle. Dash through cold and wet weather with all-conditioned traction and reflective details on the wool dasher mizzle. Or upgrade to next-level protection with the mudguard on the wool runner-up mizzle plus. Go to allbirds.com and use code FRESHSOCKS for a free pair of socks with your purchase. A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code FRESHSOCKS. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.